Oh, Welcome. Well, I do. <laughs> oh, no, I do. Wait, so, I, <laughs> so okay, sorry. So, so sorry. This do is I the sound best fine? intro ever. Right. <laughs> do I sound yes. fine? You sound, you sound good. fine. Yes. You sound fine. Your nails okay, look great. Perfect. It's all podcast, so you're fine. You're good to go. I'm Ready? Sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll use this you as look, an outtake. I'll use this as you an look outtake great for the podcast. You look great for the podcast. <laughs> you are the best looking of the three of us. Okay. Oh, thank you, Roger. That's not a tough competition. Um, <laughs> didn't welcome, take a lot of thought on this well, yeah welcome to do not listen to this podcast don't forget to support the, we're just going to do the outtakes on the front of this show um don't forget to visit the website have your donations go to feeding straight cats and dogs and i have two really special guests today and i want them to introduce themselves and then i'll get into why they're special um so have at it introduce yourselves so um, I'm Ellen Marte. I'm a, I'm a digital artist, um, and I work uh, in the nonprofit space in education and ed policy uh, with kids with disabilities. Uh, I have a master's in psych degree. Um, most exciting things about me, I would say. That's great. And and your 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 partner in crime? Yes, my partner in in chaos over here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, Caleb. Friends call me Slain. Um, I am part of the Midwest diaspora, uh, from a family of nine kids, um, an agent of professional agent of chaos, uh, alien trying to get off this planet, um, <laughs> and, uh, purveyor of all things cinema. So the reason why these two are special is for those of you old people like myself that are trying to figure out clubhouse. Uh, these two have it figured out, and they're very good at it, and um, that's why I wanted to have them come on. And now, look, as I like to tell all my old people, um, if you want to understand Clubhouse, just be a listener for maybe 120 days or two years, something like that. <laughs> just don't talk. Uh, don't jump in to be a moderator. This, app, this app's been around for like eight, 10 a months. Year. Yeah, 10 months. <laughs> Now, I'll tell you, Listen do, for two years. But you just see yeah. like the same, like over 65 in all of your audiences for like a good night. Yeah. Like, so on. look, I'm old. I'm old. I get it. I, I know you got to be on the app at some point in time. However, uh, let you know, learn from the people that actually know what the hell they're doing. And these two people do know what the hell they're doing. How long have you guys been doing it? Uh, so you've been on longer than me. I've been, I, I came on, um, like black friday like uh thanksgiving weekend so like the right. 27th of november so it's been a uh and, as far and as caleb like when, when did you jump on i came on november 20th was my uh, inauguration date right. but i actually wasn't on for the first uh, five days you get you get so basically you get a little party hat yeah for the first week so everyone knows you're right. a noob um so i didn't really like exploit that at all I, I actually was just on for like the last day or two of my week so i was pretty close to actually when ellen started and so, so to put that in perspective, so that's November, December, January, February, March. That's an eternity in social media. I mean, that's like, you, that's five years. And, and Clubhouse has been doubling, tripling, all that stuff. I like Clubhouse right now only from the standpoint that only iPhone users are allowed to be on it. And I think, <laughs> I think that elitist approach is great. I'm concerned about what's going to happen to the app when the Android people come in. It's just, I think, going to go down. But yeah, I mean, right now we, we, we haven't even built internment camps for Android yeah. people yet. We're not doing that. 
That's but right. doing that, I mean, we can't let them into our other safe spaces. I, I but like yeah, it. We are, we are getting a sense of like, um, because the app kind of exploded in the last like a uh, couple of months. So I think, I mean, this is, I would think a small scale of what it would be when like all the Android users come on. But like you see it also like, yeah, since from November to now, you see just how much like the ecosystem has changed just from like adding a few more million people. Yeah. Um, so it, like, it really changes the dynamics of the app. I don't, uh, for better or for worse, I don't know. Um, so I feel like with Android users, it's going to be the same kind of like real quick change. I don't, who, who knows? Now you, you two are basically on it 24 seven. There's like not a time I check in that you two are not on the app. So at first I was confused, but now I understand sometimes you're asleep and you have just left the app on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, I think, I think that's, that's a funny story. Uh, I think that Ellen and I started doing like sleep rooms. Uh -huh. We just like hang out and just fall asleep in a room, uh, which is where I learned that Ellen is the only person in the world who whistles in her sleep. Uh, this is a fact. Um, Guilty. 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 <laughs> and, um, now that can and, be really uh, bad for people that talk in their sleep. <laughs> or for, <I> mean, <laughs> or, or for people... Sing along. Or for people that forgot to mute their microphone. Well, I mean, no one in my life has ever told me that I whistle, and now I'm hearing about it. So, I mean, yeah, I, think I have this a is recording. A I can, I have a recording. <laughs> I can play a recording on this podcast. I won't do that, but I could. Um, but no. So, what happened one time, Roger, was actually we were in this room, and somehow in the middle of the night, which is this is not an easy thing to do. You can't. There's not like a big red button that goes make the room public. Right. You have to go into an option, a drop down menu, and then make it. Somehow in the night, while we were asleep. I must have take responsibility. Uh, uh, he was the mod of the room, so yeah, that's, that's, it could have only been. Well, <laughs> I'll take responsibility for this. I won't throw the lady under the bus. Um, <laughs> somehow I opened up the room, so we woke up in the morning to all of our friends in the room with us asleep on stage, like as if for some fucking art performance. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought the room was untitled as it should be because it was uh, people coming in and we're just room. lying there silently sleeping. So I had woken up early and he wasn't awake. He was, his mic was unmuted and he was snoring a little bit. And I woke up cause I had work and I'm like, Oh my God, he doesn't right. know. And I'm not a mod. So I can't just like kill the room right. or mute him for him. So it's just, it. and the, some people were in the audience, I think for a good, like two hours in the morning. <laughs> just, oh no. I, I, cause I checked it. <clears throat> I checked it and I went into the room and it was utter silence. And I thought, are they doing one of these silent rooms? Because sometimes you'll see a silent room. And, silent uh, engagement. And I thought, you know, I, I just don't see them as that much of an activist. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, uh, I, 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 we're not changing the, the world over here at all. That's not yeah. And so then, and then I yeah, checked, we're just we're just we're protesting tsunamis. Correct. You know, just, and, just in general, in general. And then not I checked, anymore. I checked in like six hours later, and it was still silent. And then I came on and you guys were talking and I'm like, what, where were you guys for two? For like when did the bit end? <laughs> you know, what's really funny though, is that, uh, it, I think I don't have evidence to prove this, but I think that, um, I, the algorithm promotes rooms that have been around for a long time, the longer. Uh, that's exactly what it does. So oh, really? I think that because we did it. So basically once we started talking, all of our friends started joining the room. Yes. I think we had like 30, 35 people in there. And then the room, it was a Saturday. The room went all day and it just became a hangout space. But it was like, it was, it was so surreal because we are spatial creatures. So even though it's an unnamed room and even though technically right. the room could become whatever, it's not sure. defined. 
but there's still the spatial residue, even in a digital world of right. like, we were sleeping in this room. Right. So it just, it felt like all of our friends were kind of hanging out in our bedroom in a way in the morning. And it just went on all day. It, I don't know. It just made for a weirdly like well, I, familial, I, so itchy, able kind of atmosphere. And I, it felt very nice. And I also think you're kind of hitting on what Clubhouse is that other things aren't, which is the, the rooms that, and look, it is hard to find a good room. Let's be clear. That's a mess, right? But when you do find a good room, it's an organic flow of conversation, much like to what we've been doing here. And it's not structured or somebody doing a pitch or that kind of stuff. So why don't you explain, why don't you explain what it's like to moderate? Um, because I think a lot of people are jumping into moderating way too soon and they don't have any kind of skill set and they're doing they're just doing stupid crap. Like they're doing, like they didn't get accepted for a TED talk. And they're doing a TED talk, and it's stupid for, for free. They're taking advantage. Yeah, and I'm not kidding. You couldn't pay me to watch a TED talk. Like, I, yeah, I, I I'm with you. I'm with TED you. Talks. I, my friends send me TED talks. I block their numbers. That's not. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I think they're the most structured kind of thing. So why don't you why don't you give some insight? Because I think people are just making some baseline mistakes, and you might be able to help them out. Yeah, I mean, the first mistake is communicating with other human beings. I would, yes. I would just nip that in the bud and yeah, do and that. But that's, totally but, but this app is perfect for that because you don't have video. It's totally. Well, that's the one rule that you break first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spend enough time in Clubhouse, and then you see people in real life, and you're like, "Wow, people are weird. They look kind of well, weird." I, uh, I do think what's interesting is I, I do like the fact that younger people are are actually talking and not texting. No. Yes. And I've been fighting yeah. for this. Roger, I've been fighting for this for years. I'm a phone call person. I yeah. fight this. I hate text messages. Anyone sends me a text, I phone call them. I give them a call. And people don't answer my fucking calls. And it's so annoying. <laughs> but I think that this is the beginning of people being like, oh, wow, it's like actually amazing how efficient you can be when you have a three-minute conversation and you don't text back and forth for the next four hours over some stupid little thing. You can just talk through, figure it out, be done. Um, exactly. It's frustrating to me. The culture around this, like people like – anyway, so I think it's doing us public good. But to your question about modding, uh, what do you think, Ellen? What are some, uh, some rules of modding? Some rules of modding. I mean, I, there is one thing I would say is don't go it alone because I feel like it does work to have at least maybe like even like one other person um, to help you with like the flow of conversation. I think you have to have two. I think you're right. At least two. I I, I think at least, I mean, I'm I'm sure like smaller conversations and if it's like super structured, I think one is fine. Um, but even to like, just to, you know, even for the sake of just like room management, like with people and like, cause sometimes right. like one mod is like in the middle of literally moderating conversations. Yeah. You could have a phone you take call. Over guest stuff. Right. Right. Exactly. So like someone you have a phone call blanks over. out, someone hops up or right. someone starts trolling or something happens. You don't know. Yeah. You, you have and, more exactly. And that, look, I have, I would add probably it's best if the moderators talk to each other before they decide to do it and kind of set some yes. ground rules for what the room is and what it isn't. For more structured conversation, because a lot of our friends, uh, we have very silly rooms and that's not really necessary. Um, but then we have a lot of friends that do more like structured conversations surrounding uh, racism and uh, even right. just, like, discussing like certain like shows or movies and like building up a list for that. Like Caleb yesterday, like you right. kind of did like but a, you, I'm going to argue, I'm going to argue, people, but yeah, I'm going to argue that your silly rooms that I, I participated in and love to participate in are extremely structured in a good way. People really? know hey, I'm going to talk, and then I'm going to listen. <laughs> That's a structure. 
Hey, and, look, but, we're observing it already. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, so there is a structure to it, right? And you guys keep the flow going. Um, yeah, I think that's another rule. It depends. So basically, there are genres of rooms. And there are rooms that are, because they're on sensitive subjects, they have to be pretty orderly. And you don't want to like... There's like this whole, it's, it's basically the laws of nature between order and chaos that you're always right. trying to, too much order and you kill life flow, yeah, too much right. chaos and you, and nothing's worth anything and things can go off the rails and they can become just, people can get super triggered or people can just lose and it can, you know, the fun goes away. So you have to find that balance of like, and usually the balance isn't riding a line, it's shifting. It's kind of moving back and forth, leaning into chaos, leaning back to order, dipping into chaos, dipping back to order, I think finding those waves. I think that's brilliant. Brilliant. And I think that that's what a lot of the room, like, I mean, I just hear some really bad rooms. I mean, I, it takes everything I have not to troll because I don't <laughs> want to get reported and then banned from the app. I mean, it's funny because when you enter a room, like you don't know, it could have been going well, like two hours before you pop. Sure. Because because you don't have control of the, over the people who go on stage and what they're going to say. Yeah, that's right. Would hope that, like, the people that like you bet, um, you know. Our, I know in our silly room, like we were letting up anybody, party hats, no bios, whatever. But like in those more structured rooms, like you would just hope that you vet enough where, you know, they seem like they're going to contribute a, a, a fair deal or at least, you know, not be disrespectful or a troll or derail right. in any kind of way. And then you don't have uh, control over the people on stage like that. Well, why don't you guys yeah. tell the story of how we met? That would be fun to hear from your guys' perspective. Oh, boy. I'm trying to remember. It was a very chaotic <laughs> it was, night it was, it was on great. that. But hold on a second. So that room got started. I hadn't been on Clubhouse in a while. I had to take a break. And then I came on and there was a very serious room. And I'm trying to remember the serious room. And I got done with it. And I was like, oh, my God. And I have a huge list of Clubhouse room ideas, like right. massive. Sure. Um, so I just kind of spun the wheel of fortune and went, that one. Uh, that sounds right. fun. Uh, right. So we launched a room called Daily Habits of Unsuccessful People. Right. Uh, which is kind of uh, making fun of all the fucking success guru rooms on there. And mind you, this is at like 4.30 uh, a.m. Eastern yeah. Standard oh, Time or something. It was pretty late, yeah. And that, that, what worked with that from a, a, a viewer listener standpoint was I thought, okay, I'm going to go check out this room. This is people, this is some, they, they get it. I hope <laughs> they get it. <laughs> so yeah, so you were doing that and then you started bringing everybody up to the stage. Yeah, so basically what was interesting about that room is that um, it's kind of like live interactive improv in a way, sure. sort of like, um, you know, and it depends on who shows up. Roger, you were a great addition to that stage. Um, and there were a couple other people who I think added a lot. But it's like, it's like who, who can get because we are you're basically trying to create a sort of an alternate backwardsian logic of right. Uh, which sounds easier than it actually is to get your brain to sort of think. So we were just kind of like talking about how to be less successful um, and like the things that we do in our daily lives to make our, you know, an advice to help people be less successful. Um, and then this turned into other sort of meta versions of unsuccess right. where we were like, you know, you can't be moderator for too long because that would be too successful. Why right. is this room even up for so long? Those rooms right. become too successful. It can't be. And then we had some, some point someone like shut the room down. <laughs> well, no, like, <laughs> so, you made, so what happened was you started making everybody a moderator. Oh, that was it because and it then, was, yes. And then one of the, one I of was your, one, yeah. And one of your friends kicked you out. Yeah. I think it was like, Cradia. It yeah. was radio. <laughs> one, one of your friends kicked you out, sent you to the audience and kicked you out. And then I came back and I like applauded back. her. 
Yeah. And I was very excited about this because right. she demonstrated like that, yeah. you know, basically agent of chaos above all. And then someone shut down the room and then we opened another room and I That's offered right. whoever shut it down $50 uh, yeah. for shutting it down because it was the most <laughs> well, moving I felt, thing of the night. I felt good because I felt like I got adopted by two of the cool kids. Which, which you're you know, part of our family, Roger. You, the yeah. birth certificates are coming. I like just, it or not, the papers are coming. No, I, you know, at my age, I just need friends that are going to feed me pudding later on down the road. You know what I mean? And I need them to get it right. I need it to be butterscotch. I just need these are the things that you have to do at my age. <laughs> and at my age, I just need your social security number. Yeah, you guys are. Yeah. Or, or, at uh, my yeah. age, I clearly want. All TikTok videos apparently since I'm a Gen Zer. Or well, whatever. I'm yeah. Not. So you're, yeah, you, you know, are you, are you guys? Let, let's talk a little bit about categories because I have a lot of fun with this when I when I do talk about this stuff. So we've got you've got you know you got the boomers and then you've got the Gen Xers and then you've got the uh, millennials and then you got Gen Z and coming up next is uh, I like to refer to them as Double uh, A generation. Like, uh, <laughs> we got to the G. Z. So whatever, and those, those, you know, like an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, you double know a. that the double A generation is just gonna fuck up the Gen Z people, like because because Gen, Gen Z came in and bitch slapped the millennials. They didn't, they didn't go after the old people. It was like the nicest yeah. thing. Like they went straight to the millennials and and made fun of Instagram. So how do you feel about all of that? Because that's within your reach of your culture. The Zoomers, listen. Yeah. I, I tend to identify with the Zoomers a bit just because I, I got rid of social media five years ago. I kind of rejected uh -huh. that culture kind of writ large. And I'm also, um, I think I would call it, um, uh, a, what's it, like cynically egalitarian maybe in sort yeah. of my worldview. Um, but I think that kind of like the obsessive, like, um, I don't know, like environmentalism to the point that it's like almost sustainability conversations that aren't rooted in reality versus like right. things that are less performative and more about like what you actually do with your life and, and not how you're demonstrating what you believe online. Right. So uh, I, in, that, in that regard, I cited that. But also this sort of like Zoomer thing is insane because, you know, they're the most, I think, like sort of social media performative based generation by and large i like Absolutely. their sense of humor a lot they got right. a better sense of humor um but uh, but by and large I, I mean it still falls in the same category for me which is like it's people who are i think having like a a, a weird kind of reality distortion um which is also like it's its own reality right there's we can have multiple sure. realities we want sure. all the realities so it's, it's a reality but you should also we should also have a shared reality so like subculture realities are good niche reality is great but like you also need to have some type of shared reality or else things fall apart you can't get things done no one knows what words mean yeah you gotta be able to talk yeah about it just it. becomes a really bad streaming service <laughs> yeah, and I, and, <laughs> um, and in terms of age, I think I can say, speak for everyone in here, that I'm closer in age to the to the Zoomer well, population. I'm you not. Are, I'm you're 18 or 19. You're 18 or 19 at best. I'm 20. <laughs> no, that doesn't masters, be a problem. You were, you were you were 16 when you got your master's. I mean, I'm a little. Uh, um, what is it like? Baby genius? No, yeah, but exactly. <laughs> so you, look, like, you look like a Demina Zoomer. I. <laughs> So like I, in terms of age, like I'm 24 and I've been on, in terms of like my relationship with social media and like, you know, that kind of uh, group, like the Zoomers, like right. I've been using social media pretty avidly since I was like 
13, 14, I have like my internet friends. I'm on, I used so, to be on Twitter constantly. And like, you know, like you see that gradual growth of like the, of this group becoming a thing if you're on it enough. Sure. Um, yeah. So it's so like, I feel like Caleb, like you had like a bit more of like a stark, like, oh my God, like they're here. Versus like I felt very gradual because it felt like my groups were like, like part of my groups were being this or, or part of that generation and right. engaging in that kind of content. And then the upper bound of it, of my group is not. So it felt very seamless into right. yeah, when I, this group comes about. Roger, I, I used to kind of say that I, I would put myself in the category of bridge generation where mm-hmm. sure. I grew up and made it through uh, most of high school without social media. I think we had like Zanga, Zanga pages that we barely used or some right. shit like this. But I, I, got, I think I got a Facebook when I was about 17. So you Were had you enough to like- MySpace at all? I mean, I had one, but I didn't really use yeah. it. Um, okay, gotcha. But I think it was like, okay, so you had a childhood that wasn't really the internet. You didn't really have mm-hmm, the internet. And mm-hmm. then the internet came in. And then so you kind of had a bit of that, but you remembered when you didn't have it. And then you got the social media and a, and a smartphone at like 17, 18, but you remembered when you didn't have it. So there was a sense of perspective a little sure. bit where that's the one thing that, you know, I have symp- empathy and also, you know, I can't totally identify with folks who are, you know, growing up sort of in the water of it all right yeah and i don't think that i don't think we'll really know what it means until that generation's raising kids and that, again we go back to the the double a and that will be uh double c that generation that you're talking about right there um no i you know it's funny i announced uh last month that i would leave all social media in 24 months right so i got 23 months to go and some of my friends are like why 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 and i'm like what i'm, I'm gonna be like 60 at that point in time, who the, who the hell wants to be on this shit at 60? I mean, I'm with you. So, yeah. And even with, with clubhouse, like I, like, I, like I just said, I've been using social media like pretty intensely for like a decade. And now, like, I don't even just with clubhouse, I don't really use it as much anymore at all. Very I was just going to say, so, so uh, clubhouse took you away from Twitter. Is that what it did? Or you use Yes, yeah. I used to tweet, uh, I would say at least like 10 times a day to so be super on because I had friend groups on there. And um, I was always very engaged, at least in terms of like getting like little quick bits of news. And then I would find it obviously through like other sources. But like, right. I had I, I have a community on there, like since I was like 14. So I was super invested in it. And then I, when Clubhouse happened, I just kind of fell off. I just kind of stopped yeah. tweeting. I would tweet maybe like once a couple days and now I barely do. <laughs> and so, and even with like Instagram, I haven't made like an Instagram post, I think since like June before my time on Clubhouse, but now like, I'm just not. The, Insta- in the Instagram sense. stuff I never really understood because I, I can't do makeup tips. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, I think you could try Roger. There's a bunch of gurus on YouTube that can help you out. You can get your start. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, I already have enough problems on YouTube with Bobby the Bear. Instagram is kind of an economy of aesthetic. Um, Twitter is sort of an economy of um, of probably a toxicity and news. But I think really what it is more is it's 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 sort of a um, reality control. Twitter is has an unfortunate role in defining reality um, for a bunch of you know every room from politicians to journalists, which is politics in general is just sort of the business of of the fight over controlling reality, which is language most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then that's kind of shifted to Twitter, which is what makes it such a hellhole. Because, you know, um, when you're doing that, everything's taken way too seriously. And then, you know, there's sides of Twitter that are very fun, right? But I find it mostly just completely abysmal. Um, so I think that, uh, I think Clubhouse is sort of an economy of, for now, and this could change, right. but I think it's a, an economy of, um, of actual, um, co- it's an economy of conversation. 
right. it's an economy of, of dialogue. Um, that can be so many things, right? But, yeah. um, but you can't say connection because connections has kind of become this sort of hollow sort of thing that Facebook marketed all these things, connect sure. with people. like, right. And it's like LinkedIn, like no one cares. No one gives a shit about anyone else. Um, but I think on here, you know, like uh, you actually, you have, you have conversation and the, and the art of conversation is reemerging yeah, and people which, can. Which I yeah, think- cause I feel like, cause the commonality between like Instagram and Twitter that they, I, you're allowed to be detached from the people that you're kind of broadcasting to versus class clubhouse. You, you can't, you have, you either in the audience and you don't really get into the, that, that kind of engagement yeah. and that kind of conversation or you're up on stage and you are just in by default, that's what you have to, to do. Right. Do you prefer being a listener or being the moderator? I personally prefer uh, being a listener slash like being on stage but not moderating. Um, mm-hmm. But that might just be like the way that my mindset is being uh, more of a, I can respond, but in terms of like me initiating whatever. I, it, yeah, see, so it has to do with like the personality of the person and like how you wish to use the app and you well, still get I, I the asked, most I asked. out of it no matter what. I asked because when you're yeah, moderating, you're very good. But it's a silly room. That's the thing. So like, I feel like in a silly room, I could absolutely do that. Um, and then in some conversations, maybe a bit more on the serious side, not that I don't, I don't think I could, but in terms of, for, uh, yeah. in terms of ease, I would say silly rooms, uh, need a bit less, um, maybe they're not as emotionally t- uh, taxing because moderating sure. in like a very serious room takes so much out of you. Like it's some, a lot. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. I had a friend who was, who was doing a very serious room. I think for like a couple hours yesterday, they were discussing racism. And then afterwards we had like a de-stress room, like a debrief room. And so, and we were back channeling. So it's a lot of work, so much work that goes into yeah, it. It's like basically like you're moderating like a panel almost it's, like yeah, that's, it's that's, similar. That's another side that people don't see. For anyone who does modding on there seriously, there's generally back channels between people. So we have, right. you know, because you can't have like a form of text on the app. So, so how do you, so when you do that, do you just do it on a different platform? You like do it on Twitter? Or Instagram, it, Twitter, or if you have like a text group or anything, yeah. So that way you're yeah. talking shit about people in the room before and then you, you like if somebody's crappy even can, as so much as mo- as like talking like about like oh like like we need to move this conversation along this person right. might be talking for too long and taking up space or oh like this person wants to come like you know kind of like moderating in that sense yeah yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's x person keeps trying to speak i mean i think that's one of we've had some friends who've tried to lay out like the sort of the 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 tenets of of good discourse and and sort of good intention discourse and one of the rules that i like some of them i think are obvious but one of the rules i like is to keep an eye out for um hesitant voices I think mm. that's a good yeah. thing of modding too, especially in a serious conversation because sure. you're going to have people who are ready to jump in and then some people have a lot to share, but they are not going to like jump, like to fight their way into the conversation. So right. you have to, as a mod, you have to be like, Hey, like sh- shut up X person. I see your mic. You unmuted your mic. It seems like you want to say something, you know, please get in here. So that's part of it too. Do you, do you prefer Caleb? Do you prefer moderating or listening? You're, uh, you're I great. Mean, you're great. So, I mean, you're both very, I mean, I want to say I'm a fan. You're both very good. So well, thank you. Um, I direct, so right. I feel like part of my work is moderating or producing or sure. something. So to me, I think that I um, I trust myself with the responsibility, both in serious rooms and in right. silly rooms, to kind of keep things on the rails. I like when I have friends who are modding that are doing a great job, and I can just kind of 
participate. I think that that's the only thing. The only, I mean, if it just depends on how invested you are. Like if I just want to stop by and throw some thoughts in and like chill or just listen to a conversation, that's a totally different thing than if like I, if I'm like care about a discussion, then generally I I would like to mod it because I, I, you know, I think that you can help, um, you know, again, I've done this for a while. So you can help do these things of like, you know, canceling the, the sort of rabbit hole sort of things that break away from topics or keeping things you can close out chapters and people right. don't feel like things are like left hanging, keeping an eye out for people who want to come up, knowing who to let on stage and who not, right. and also communicating those people. Cause you'll get people who raise their hand and, um, and they don't know. And I'll be like, Hey, people on the audience, if you don't have a bio, basically I'm yeah. not bringing you up, right. add a bio, add something about yourself. We'll bring you up and you can join the conversation. Right. But a lot of people won't do that. They just won't bring people up. So I think right. that that's also a thing you got to teach people too. What, what do you think is the best benefit of it, of Clubhouse right now? Especially, I, I think the timing could not have been any more perfect, <laughs> obviously, given the, the, pandemic, the state of right? things. The pandemic, right? g- yeah. Given the state of things, this is the, I think, for like for mo- I think for most people, because you don't know people's living situations. They could be sure. living by themselves, and they've been shacked up by, literally by themselves for however many months, like nine months, 12 months. Um, so truly just a sense of community. If you're using it, I think through the social route or if you're meeting friends through certain even like networking spaces that you manage to have a real uh, connection with, I think it truly is just, you know, having a a social life. Like I, I think these are rooms that like I pop into, like I come on, I'm like, Oh, my friends are in a room. I'm going to pop in and say hi to my friends. Um, Or, you know, it's, it's such an easy way of, of, uh, of building. I think if you use it correctly, not even correctly, just uh, with, just good intentions and seeking out amazing people. Uh, Cause these are people who you would, I, I would never meet in person. Right. I don't think. Uh, given well, yeah, we, would, we wouldn't have met. We, we wouldn't have met. Absolutely not. Like internationally, you know, you're elsewhere and you know, just the, the right. way that this app brings people together, it's really giving people a sense of community, a sense of uh, building that, that social development, really filling that, that lack of uh, may, if they have a lack, right. Of a uh, communication and meeting, just simply meeting new people, something novel. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, it's interesting that the, the pent up demand for um, live events because they, you can't really have them. I think it's probably helped Clubhouse's growth more, more exponential than Clubhouse itself. I mean, if, if everything was as it was in February of 2000, you know, last year, I don't know if Clubhouse would have popped like it is popping. I agree because you see people getting insanely creative with how they're doing live events yeah. and things that should have happened in, in, you know, in the real world and are it and how they're right. bringing it onto the app. Like it, this app, like whether or not it's going to stay in the app and adventure onto like different platforms stuff, but you see how innovative people are getting with the way yeah. that like live events are going to be and how it's filling that void right now. Right. I'm I mean, just Elle, glad. Yeah, Elle, Elle and I were part of the, the Guinness record breaking a uh, shower. Oh, what was that? Yeah. What was that? So it was a room. um, I don't remember how many. Oh, so the world record for uh, people showering simultaneously, the record was set in person, but it was 396 or seven. Um, And so we were all doing it in a one room um, on the app. And we got like a bit over like 400 people in the room. And some people had people with them um, on their end on the app. And so it went in order from top to bottom you had to say your name you had to have the 
the shower audibly on in the background. And so we were all going down be like, my name is so-and-so and you say your spiel, but you had to say your name and the shower had to be on. And so, yeah, and so but there was it was Guinness, insane. There was, there was like, a Guinness funny. world of, there was a Guinness world record, like representative there. There was a journalist yeah. oh, there tabulating. So it was like, and the, what the record wasn't for simultaneous shower in person. Cause obviously we weren't in person, but it was setting right. the world record for um, uh, largest, largest simultaneous shower on a, on a, on mobile app or on, on yes. the internet or something like that. Right. So, and I don't know if we know if it was successful yet, but like just even in, seeing a room on your phone and be like, Oh yeah, that's what I'm going to do tonight. Like that happened. <laughs> like, right. It's so, it's so insane. Yeah. So, so um, where do you see the app going? Where do you see the, the thing going? I, I think I'm starting to maybe see how it's going, but also who knows, but I yeah. think for the moment, um, in the beginning, it was just, there were no social rooms or anything like that. Everyone was just in a all public rooms and that's how you were meeting uh, right. people. Like I met, uh, Caleb in like, just like a discussion about, do you remember what the conversation was about? Yeah, it was, it was about at the room culture. that we met in, yeah, at the name of the room was Critique of Wokeness. Yes, Bring so like you were just... Too. Yeah. So like, and we, we met so many of our friends who we're still friends with even on that same night, which is right. amazing. Um, but so you're meeting people in like these like bigger, like discourse discussions, which I think now are maybe rooms that people avoid, right. um, maybe more so since November. And now it's gravitating more towards social rooms. So you have just your circles mm. in your, um, so it's tight, you you think it's tight, I think it's tightening up a little bit. In a way, yeah. yes, uh, because sense. you know you, you you kind of find your niche, like your 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 group of people, and then it's like okay, the app because the app might be getting more overwhelming for people. More people are hopping on. Yeah, I mean, I, are very cluttered. The hallways are very cluttered, so you kind of kind of go into your also, circles. Yeah, it's just also after you've done this for months, you kind of you know you get rooms yes. that you're like you, the, people think that they're making this room for the first time. You've seen this room four it's like, times. Yeah, they're, they're, it's not yes. new. It's on not these new. subjects. Yeah. So then you go on there and you connect with your homies who you've made right. over the course of, you know, a sure. couple, two, three months and your circles. And then you innovate and you try, you know, sure. I think actually fresh ideas and, and keep kind of pushing boundaries. Let's, let's help people who are going to be new to the app, um, what rooms to avoid but to go check out to see why they should avoid them because there are so many bad rooms and there so is no many. there's no real good guide i mean if they need somebody needs to go talk to somebody at google that is pissed off and wants to create some kind of new search for this clubhouse thing because it's it's an it's a nightmare yeah, like they recently, uh, in the last like month or, or so, like they rolled out how to hide a room, but the, I I'm, I think it got brought up maybe in a town hall or something, how to quite literally like blacklist certain words and then, right. or search certain words that way so that they never come up on your page. Because sometimes um, with the way that it works, you'll you'll hide a room, but maybe you'll see it later. And so, you know, just even I will, a certain type I will of start. Room, My maybe. advice is that millionaires don't have a breakfast club. Never. No, <laughs> I don't think so. Now I'm going to start a room when I start to mod and I will at some point, I'm going to start a room called, you know, the trillionaire tricks room just for trillionaires. Because nobody, I mean, if you're a millionaire, you're not going on and talking unless you're selling some shit. That's correct. Trillionaires, though. I think that that's mostly correct. I have actually met some people on there who I think are, are very successful and uh, uh, but, they have time. And they kind but, of blow off steam. But there. I'm going to tell you something. It's rare. It's uh, rare. It's rare. Things. And I've, I, look, I've, I've been in some really great rooms with some really great conversations with some really top notch people. 
who are also investors in Clubhouse. So, you know, I mean, I started a room that said Elon Musk is not in this room. And that was fun. <laughs> because <laughs> that was just an open room. I think there's a lot of room You're for looking parents. for him. Don't come here. Yeah. He's not in this room. I think there's a lot of room for parents. But I think that the, and I think that the hyper growth rooms, you know, all the, you know, come grow your Instagram, come grow your TikTok, come grow your LinkedIn crap. I think it's all crap. I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, because like you, some, I'm sure maybe some people find some positive in those. Maybe they're looking through people's bios and I, I don't know. Maybe they're looking through bios in, the, in people's rooms like, oh, that seems like something I'd want to uh, touch up, uh, touch base with them about later. Maybe they're using it for those purposes, but I think more often than not, they're just sitting there hoping. How lonely do you have to be? How lonely do you have to be? My question is how lonely do you have to be? I mean, if you're just sitting at work and not even by your phone, maybe. Right, but how lonely do you have to be to go into a grow your Instagram room and search through bios? To meet new people. How That's long? the thing. That's like, like, it's about the intentionality of the people in the app. Like if you're simply going to be on the app because maybe you heard that you can get more yeah, uh, then, engagement then why are you other there? socials, yeah. then yeah, that's exactly what that's yeah. exactly what you're going to do. Why are you on Clubhouse talking about LinkedIn? Why are you yeah, on? Yeah, but that's the thing. Like a lot of people use it as like a sales funnel for their yeah, own Yeah, and I think, I think that's and it's, messed it's up. Boring. It's boring. It's boring as hell. Up. It's lazy. It's, like it's not even interesting. It's boring. It's like, just boring. <laughs> and, and it only works for people who haven't spent enough time in Clubhouse that they don't know what it can be. I, so you, exactly. It's, it's, basically, it's basically poaching and preying on noobs who are coming I'm, on. Yeah, I'm going to exactly. label that. I think I'm a gonna, lot about... Go ahead. No, oh, go, no, ahead. go ahead, Roger. No, no, I was going to say... Oh, I'm no, gonna, I, I think a lot about like the way that certain that people are onboarded. Like there, Some people have welcome rooms and they don't happen maybe as much anymore. Um, right. But for the people that uh, that nominated, sometimes I'll have a welcome room for them and teach them the ropes of the app. I think about how certain people are being onboarded because we have a friend uh, when he onboards people so amazingly because he tells people like, you know, the different kinds of ways you can actually use the app. If you really want to use it for networking, you absolutely can. If you want to use it for more social or more fun ways, you absolutely can. And I feel like some people don't really, if the person who's onboarding them doesn't know both of those sides, they're not going to tell that new person that they're going to just say, Oh, maybe, you know, those people might stumble in those, you know, not so great rooms who are trying to poach and prey on people. And then that's what they're going to think that the app is about because they weren't, uh, told otherwise or they didn't meet people who are in rooms that are otherwise. I'm going to now I come up with a term just in this chat right now. I just wrote it down. It's going to be called BBB. And it's for these pitch rooms. And let me see if you guys can guess what BBB stands for. Business um, bros bullying, bullying business bros. No, close. That's I, would, I would say, I would say uh, uh, probably, um, Let's see here. Uh, mm. I'll give you a prize if you get it. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it. I think I got it. It is. If anyone's going to get it, it's going to be. Caleb might get it. It's boobs, brains, and balls, the three no, Bs of Clubhouse. No, no, no. <laughs> That's no. I'm going to call this pitch room. The three the, Bs of Clubhouse success. No, no, no. I'm going to call those pitch rooms BBB, bad boomer behavior. <laughs> bad boomer bad boomer behavior nobody wants to hear your sales pitch you stupid son of a bitch <laughs> BBB 
Well, I think this whole conversation was a good example of what happens on Clubhouse. So if you enjoyed this podcast, then I'm going to put the information how to follow these people. But I do think you got to you got to jump on and meet people. And and I, I want whatever you guys would like people that made it this far into the podcast to take away. Uh, I'll let you guys do that and then we'll wrap up the podcast. So what would be what would you want somebody to take away about Clubhouse? Um, well, I think that the first thing that comes to mind is that you can go on there and you can, there, you can learn a lot. It's right. amazing how it's much true. you can accidentally interact with someone, some astrophysicist or some improv mm-hmm. comedian that you would never maybe run into in a way. And you end up in a room talking about, you know, lampshades. Mm-hmm. I met like, um, Leah, who's, you know, now a, a pretty big comedian on the app, who's really blown up on there. Like I met her in a room where we were doing an audio check, testing audio equipment. And we started talking about kind of shared, you know, you know, I was doing yeah. a film, she was working on comedy stuff. Um, so it's like, you can, yeah, you think you can have like some cool inter intersections, um, that you don't expect. But I think the biggest thing of all that I come back to is, um, it's a great humanizing factor and a challenge to the way that media, a lot of media today um, sort of um, compresses reality into mm-hmm. these very simplistic narratives of how people are in these right. big groups, um, which is a complete farce. And um, when you can't get outside your peepers, yeah. you're just you're just sort of seeing what's in front of you, and then you're t- hearing stories about all the other ones out there. Yeah. So I think right. Clubhouse is a chance to run into people and realize, wow, that people are way more dynamic and diverse, and 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 it just sort of in terms of experience and thoughts than anyone imagined, and and it's sort of a a, a rage against this sort of monolithic attitude, these idea of group monoliths and and simplistic social narratives. So that's one, and then in doing that, it also is very fulfilling, like. When you spend time on traditional social media apps, I think it can be quite draining and you mm-hmm. can kind of get off them feeling hollow and sort of empty. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll sometimes get off Clubhouse feeling exhausted. And I've been in conversations that get toxic where I'm just like, Jesus, this is like emotional terrorism. I don't need this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but for the most part, you know, I'm more just like, oh, where did four hours go? But I don't right. feel like empty inside. I feel like I was filled yeah, up. Filled up. You're filled up. I, by I, a connection I with right. people I care, I care about. So I think that it's, it's, yeah, it's, it, it doesn't feel like a waste in the way that, uh, you know, other there. It's like there are social media apps. This is not a social media app. This is a social app. Yeah, I think. I think that's a very good distinction. Ellen, we'll wrap it up with you. Yeah, uh, I agree in that. You know, you're. Um, what am I trying to say? I don't know. My biggest takeaway is that I just like, I've gained such a bit, like, a lovely community of friends, like people who I think I I I call family. Um, and yeah, it's not a waste of time for me. Sometimes I think about, I'm like, oh my God, I was on this app for how many hours of the day? Like I'm even on like- Well, you're like, on it 24 hours a day. I'm on it. On. I listen. That's and what people I, don't understand. The- She's on yeah. it 24 hours a day. She's all the time. What else am I doing? No, she but like may, I, I'm, she may not be real. She may be a bot. I we this don't is know. this is this is a deep fake. I don't exist. Um, yes. but but like I, the thing is, like I listen a lot. I listen a lot. Like I'm on it, but I'm not talking all the time. Like in uh, because like right. I can listen to whatever when I'm at the office, and I'm just like listening to my friends chat or listening right. to um whatever seminar type room if I really feel like it because sometimes the rooms in the morning are only those right. um but that's the thing like it, it, 
what are the, the takeaway for this app? Yeah, I'm on it all the time. But again, it's not a waste of time for me because these are people who I've grown to love and grown to enjoy. Um, and it's not taxing uh, in the way that Twitter is or maybe Instagram is. It's not as detached as both of those apps are, as detached as you can be on those apps. I, I refer to Twitter as a bar fight, but I love it. <laughs> It's like um, one big scrap like, of people yeah. and like you don't By know the way, who's about to pop into the bar like you don't it's know who's basically, about to pop into the bar next. It's basically a food fight with backyard wrestling so rules. So Twitter <laughs> that's right. Twitter used to be like the nicest app and then it just went dark side. Um, but Twitter used to be easy and now it's so it's so hard to avoid a bunch of uh, my me bullshit. <laughs> and they're they're beta testing a um, audio edition. Twitter spaces. Yeah, Twitter spaces. Which I hear it's basically. I mean, sometimes the way that some people describe Clubhouse, if you're if you don't really find the right rooms, uh, basically like LinkedIn for but on Twitter. Right. It's essentially like because a lot of it was only introduced to people in the tech space, and that might that was like yeah. kind of I think how Clubhouse started. Um, but yeah, for now it's kind of it's kind of that same description, I, and it's like appealing to people. My thing that I would say is I think it's an opportunity for ugly people to shine. Yes, because the thing <laughs> I, you know what I mean, because I, you know we don't we as for ugly people we don't have a shot at video, like you have to either be really really pretty on video, or wicked smart, right? And you can't be that's really why, like, pretty Clubhouse, and smart. It's just a voice. Yeah, if you have nothing, like you could be pretty, maybe you have nothing good to say. Then like I don't know. So sometimes people yes. maybe follow you just off of your image, but you're not gonna really get like a, a connection or like friendship i, I no. at least i don't think if you're not saying anything clubhouse um, is an opportunity for ugly people to become a winner <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's not it's not i think the other thing too is it's like um sometimes you know again if you don't fit within the sort of economy of aesthetic on instagram you don't right. fit in right. the economy of like of dunks like one line dunk culture on Twitter or the economy of like, you know, sharing your life in weird ways and being a part of QAnon on Facebook. Right. You know, if you're looking for something else right. and you have something to share and some people you'll find out, I mean, they don't have some titles that are sort of notable. They might be doing whatever yeah. that, you know, you might kind of, I don't know, judge at a, at a, at a click, but, um, but they have a lot of life insight or they yeah, have they a do. lot of cool experiences or they come from a really interesting family or like whatever. So, um, and, and the subjects can lead, you know, create spaces for people to demonstrate what's special and, you know, solid about them. And also if the, if conversation isn't your thing, it's a great way to kind of get better at, you know, yeah. having discourse, this it's having a, discussions. It's a good yeah, point. Yeah, because when I first came on, well, like the first room I ever went in, I was on stage, but I wasn't speaking, I think, for like an hour, like for an insanely long time. And I think off of the app, I'm extremely talkative, but I think the app really gave me a chance to learn how to just listen, how to just uh, shut up and listen yeah. to people share. And it, may, and it, it, would make, it would make me forget to chime in because I'm just so enthralled with what everyone's sharing. And you just see how... Uh, I, Clubhouse, I think, begs for nuance from people because mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of the other apps don't really do that. You have your your photo on your Instagram and then maybe like your punchy line on Twitter, just like you right. said. But like, yeah, a Clubhouse just begs for for more for more detail, and you get so much out of people that 
Um, right. Yeah, I think you, you just learn how to communicate with different kinds of people. And it's, it's just hitting me, I'm, and just listening to you guys, it's hitting me that it's also going to be a great way to weed out fake introverts. You know, if you're a moderator and you have introvert in your profile, you're a liar. You can't be an introvert and moderate. That's just lies. I think we're going to weed them out. In, in introvert room. Yeah, but how okay. boring? Which how, some of my friends do. <laughs> yeah, how boring would that be? I think no, that the concept, really nice. the concept of like introvert extrovert to me is a bit like nature versus nurture. It's kind of like I think of a false binary. He refuses uh, as well. to ever take a Myers Briggs test. Look, his whole life. It, it's, it's, yeah, I'll, I'll be hosting a room today called called you know um, I wouldn't take a Myers Briggs at gunpoint. You can join that room. <laughs> Every, I'll join that. Everybody is both, right? Everybody's an introvert and an extrovert, right? You're you're an in different extro- spaces, absolutely. Yeah, you're an extrovert when you know you're there's nothing, but you're an introvert once the person likes you. You like you get really quiet, right? Because you get nervous, right? So that's just life, right? That's just that's just good character. Well, again, thanks for coming on, and I think this was a great example of what happens on Clubhouse. I think anybody that made it all the way through the podcast is a special person, and I'll give them a bonus if they contact me. <laughs> thanks for coming on, guys. Thank you, Roger. It's a pleasure.